Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Broken Mythology Gals. Mythology Gals. <laughs> Still not quite as fun no. without OG. But I know you were like but- rushing to prevent uh, the the space-time continuum distortion that almost ripped open last week when we right. said it almost in sync. Yes. It, that was way too close. That yeah. Was, that was a problem. Yeah. I mean, we've already had a couple of years, like, and we already broke open, like, a haunted Japanese demon stone. Like, we don't need, <laughs> we don't need anything else happening. We don't need to re-summon the murder hornets for a, for a yeah, do-over. No, we're, we're good. We're good. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're cool with the murder hornets. Yeah, they can just stay in that, you know, failed episode. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That never took off. That just stay there and the, stay in your corner, murder hornets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, we still miss OG. Yeah, I, so I haven't heard from her for a, a few days. Uh, should we be concerned? Have you heard from her? Because I'm concerned. Should I be concerned? Have you heard from her? (laughs) Well, you know, look, she's, I I did, I did hear from her and she is down for the count with some wicked bad allergies. So, you know how she's allergic to cats? Wait, what? Cats? Yeah. She's allergic to cats. And uh, Freya decided to pop by. Oh, shit. And, you know, Freya has that chariot. That's pulled by a couple cats. Yeah. <laughs> right in the living room. Are you kidding? Because oh she can. That's what Freya popped in with her cat, oh. her chat carriot. Cat carriot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Because right. who's going to say no to the goddess of war? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure OG sent her off with a, wait for it, flea in her ear. Oh, shh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Kim's gonna week, insert a groan. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But look, you know, I I am sad she's missing this OG is missing this episode because I'm okay. kind of talking about a topic that is from the region of her people. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're doing something Norse? Well, not Norse per se, but like Northern European, kind of. Oh, yeah. So, you know how stores are like, oh, it's Christmas in July. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I've got Halloween in April. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. So, before we get started, uh, let's offer up to Odin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't complain about taxes anymore. Taxes, it finished. Taxes are done It for the yeah. year. Well, I mean, I also have tax clients that are small businesses that run on a different calendar. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not the chaos of the last two weeks before the April tax I'm, deadline. I'm sorry, it's two weeks? Very, it, two two weeks? Okay. Two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Five, so, four fucking months. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yes, it's the chaos started January 1st. 
It, it actually started in <laughs> December trying to get ahead of January 1st. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That's fair. But it really culminated even this. Well, okay. So here's my suffering, Odin. Monday, ta- the 18th was mm-hmm. tax day because Friday the 15th was a yep. good Friday. So it got pushed, whatever. I was having technical speed bumps. We'll call it speed bumps. Yeah. Trying to get one of my tax clients file uploaded. And there you go. It was just we we went through five different attempts mm-hmm. trying some different things and trying to go around things before finally I ravenclawed <laughs> hard. I Ravenclawed heart. And I think I told you all about it. Oh, yeah. I got like the blow by blow play. Yeah. Um, Turns out it's an IRS issue with backlog. And that was, and so you had to trick the system. You had to trick the database. And once we figured that out, it finally went through. And I was like, okay, I'm getting a drink. (laughs) 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 Oh, yes. Yeah, so that was go. stressful. And yeah. yeah. And so, so, yeah, what's what's bugging you? <laughs> uh, well, it's not so much me, but um, I am offering up Bandit's balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little Bubba got the snip on Monday. Oh, on tax day. <laughs> well, pay his dues for being so cute. <laughs> And he has been delightfully high as a kite Aww. ever since because I make sure that he's not in pain and he's getting his pain meds on time. Yeah. But, you know, I know it's a good thing. And he's actually probably going to be a lot more comfortable because they were so big. They were chafing the insides of his thighs when he walked. Are we seriously having this conversation? We're seriously having this conversation. And, you know, he would lay out and like sun them. Oh my God. (laughs) Literally, he would like angle his body so that they were in the sun and nice and warm. And they also had a little heart shaped spot. Oh my God. Yes, you've shown us. Yes. Yes, you have posted pictures in our little Discord of your dog's balls. <laughs> Look, we're this this proves to all of our listeners just how much we all love each other and how close we oh, truly yeah. are. God damn it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can post pictures of my dog's balls. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're offering up poor little bandits abandoned ball <laughs> <laughs> poor little guy yeah he's just yeah he although he seems to be bouncing back a lot quicker than meadow did so okay i okay. think the surgery for girls is a little bit more intensive okay um, the spaying versus the neutering sure because he's like yeah. right back at it and he's actually been very good he only had to wear the ducky donut of shame for one night <laughs> ah okay yeah so right. there you go Odin, so are you i give you balls, <laughs> I give you balls. 
I think he he appreciates that. I think he's all about like he'd look at it as this is a nice offering from a main medical maiming, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, yeah. I I think he's down with that. Yeah. Uh, so what are you drinking through all of this, or are you? Uh, well, I have had two very very strong cups of coffee, and now I've got water. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to change the name of the show because I'm sitting here with water as well. Well, no, I mean, like, I'm I'm ready to get back to, like, our our regularly scheduled inebriation. It was yes. just I need to be able to take care of him. Yeah. And I yeah. have Medicaid paperwork. The there you go. Applications that I still... Yeah. yeah, never fear. We will not change the name of the show because we will return to our original <laughs> state soon. <laughs> so, Jen, okay, yeah, Damn you've got to do the disclaimer now. <laughs> you know, I think OG she writes notes during the initial discussion. I swear she does because yeah. she pops up with these little nuggets, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I for- I'd already forgotten that, and it's yep. only been what six or seven minutes and yep. I'm like oh she's good and I'm sitting here going oh shit 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 what have we talked about <laughs> okay so do not drink and drive cars chariots especially if they're driven by cats eight-legged horses dog balls tax files that <laughs> fail to upload Kate's bad joke about a flea in somebody's ear um how's that Just- yeah good Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young. So I did text the name of the holiday we're going to be talking about to (laughs) you this morning. You did. For our listeners. You're going to tell them what I said. (laughs) Yeah. So I said we're Today's episode is going to be about Walpurgisnacht. And you're like, is that some sort of German cabbage salad? (laughs) Some sort of German dish with cabbage, I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, it's not far off. Are you serious? Um, I mean, if uh, German dishes with cabbage also included uh, saints with graves that weep oil and demons... And which is potentially, yeah. So see, see, <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough about. I mean, have you ever the, smelled the fart after you've had a cabbage dish? I'm just saying, or just smell cooked cabbage as it's cooking. There you That's, go. Yeah, it's not exactly a pleasant smell either. Nope. <laughs> so we are talking about Walpurgis Night or Walpurgis Nacht. Okay, and really, OG would say it correctly. But anyway. Oh, I'm sure. Yep. Better than us. It is celebrated on April 30th, which is the eve of St. Walpurga Day on May 1st. Okay. So there's a saint named Walpurga. Mm -hmm. And the night, the evening before her saint day is. It's a she. Yeah. Okay. It's a she. Oh, we're going to get to this chick in a minute. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> but first, we kind of need to take a quick look at the first day of May. Oh. So, yeah, because it's a thing. Long before 
the Gregorian calendar established dates and years and months as we know them. Mm-hmm. All cultures had ancient myths and celebrations that were basically all about ensuring a successful planting, growing, and harvesting of crops because, you know, survival. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, if you thought the great toilet paper scare of 2020 was bad, like try imagining looking at the (laughs) harvest at the end of September and knowing for a fact that there was nowhere near enough food to get through to the next spring. So, yeah. Agriculture, fertility, and luck. That's like Mm -hmm. the basis of all spring celebrations. Got it. And at some point, we'll even talk about Easter and really dig into all the mythology that got co-opted into that story. Oh, yeah. 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 Looking at you, Adonis. Um, (laughs) So over the centuries, May 1st really became sort of the big mid-spring celebration. Mm -hmm. Mid-spring. Mid-spring. Okay, look, I know it starts with the spring equinox. Equinox, which I fucking know was in March now, okay? <laughs> if anybody's wondering what that's about, go listen to last week's episode. Uh, you know, <laughs> time and space are distorted. Yes, they are. They are. Um, yeah. So so it's midway between spring equinox and summer solstice, which I know is June 21st. <laughs> Good job. Shut up. so um and so being in the middle of it it's kind of like a nice moment where even in northern europe the weather is final like it's probably not gonna snow in germany on may 1st i mean it might but you know (laughs) you're a better shot than it not snowing um And seedlings are starting to come up, farm babies are being born, and a lot of human babies are being conceived right around May 1st. Uh, Because all over Europe, May Day was marked by community festivals, singing, dancing, sweets, and yeah, giant penis poles. What? You ever heard of a maypole? Yeah, isn't that like there? It's like a big stick with ribbons, and the kids it's a holy run. Pick of fertility. What? No. no yes, no. it is. No, it, the little it, kid, it is. It's a stick with ribbons, and the little kids run in these little like reverse circles, weaving yes. in and out, and the, I've the danced little ribbons. The maypole. I've danced the maypole. Yeah, at one of my. And it just makes a pretty pattern yeah. with the ribbons weaving. The maidens who do the little duck and weave dance with the ribbons are reenacting ancient worship dances of the phallus. You are making this up. Oh no, my God. I am not. I, I am not. And I know you're not. I think it was, but, oh I think it was the first ever PSA, bef- PSA for wrap it before you tap it because. <laughs> and I've ruined the maypole for everybody. <laughs> my work here is done. Oh, shit. I'm ne- oh I'm never going to look at any image of that the same ever again. Yeah, you yep. ruined. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sweet little innocent girls in white dresses weaving pretty ribbons. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um <laughs> May Day was always a big day for flirting, sneaking off to have sex just general debauchery. They would, 
you know, uh, people would uh, crown the prettiest girl in the village as the May Queen. And, yeah, so, you know, the prettiest girl, hopefully she'd become betrothed and fertile and blah, blah, blah. Wow. And the party would go late into the night with bonfires and torches and all of that. Okay. So, little side note, interesting tidbit of history. Um, In 1889, socialists, communists, anarchists, and labor reformers all around the world chose May 1st to be International Workers' Day. And that is to commemorate the police bombing of a strike in Chicago by workers who were protesting for an eight-hour workday. Wow. Interesting. So, especially in Europe. Even to this day, you'll see May 1st as um, a lot of organized, you know, protests, speeches, demonstrations by different labor unions. Hmm. Okay. Not so much here in the States, which is interesting. But Yeah. But you get a lot of that in Europe. Like May 1st is a big day for that. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, yeah, just a little side note that I found. And I'm like, well, thank you guys. I'm sorry yeah. you had to get bombed, but thanks for the eight-hour workday that nobody ever <laughs> right. has, nobody ever really gets to live because, right? Yeah, very few. Yeah, but you're tempting yeah. me with a little rabbit hole right there, and that's just you. You like doing uh, that. Oh, uh, I am uh, putting on the blinders. Yep, yep. You're, there are so many rabbit holes here. So back oh, to shit. the bonfires in Celtic and Gaelic influenced cultures. Um, April 30th was celebrated as Beltane, which literally translates to lucky fire. Okay. And as with most things, this celebration has pretty prosaic roots because life would be too fun if things had actually cool (laughs) backstories. It basically marked the moving of... livestock herds from winter grazing fields to summer grazing fields. They had a celebration for that. I mean, I I guess if you've done a long day of herding cattle, you want to like let loose. I don't know. All righty. You know, (laughs) uh, maybe you're hoping for a little luck. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And for some reason it involved fire. Lots of it. So fire was used to bless the livestock and cattle were made to jump over fires for luck and to keep the fairies from stealing their milk. Fairies. Fairies. Stealing milk. My milkshake brings all the fairies to the yard. (laughs) Kim, we're going to need another groan. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even plan that one. That one just came out. (laughs) Oh, my God. So this being a Gaelic custom, it's not a big leap to imagine that people got fucking sloshed and decided to jump over fires themselves for luck because they did. That that can't go well, especially if they're drinking and celebrating. I I just – I'm having (laughs) – Images of singed maypoles <laughs> dancing like oh my head. <laughs> yeah, singed maypoles. 
Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Me. Other less inebriated May Day customs, but which also probably included still included a lot of sex, was the French tradition of giving little bouquets of lilies of the valley to loved ones and young ladies. Okay. This so that ostent- sounds harmless, but you're going to ruin that for me too as Not well. Not necessarily. I'm just no? being a, a cynical human and assuming that, you know, this gift of giving virginal spring flowers is like, hey, baby. Okay. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing? Because in 1561... <laughs> As legend would have it, King Charles IX received a bouquet of lilies of the valley for luck, and then he gave each one of the court ladies one of the flowers. And I'm like, really? Really? That would be a big fucking bouquet, okay? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. In Germany, in the Hartz Mountains, there is a motto for the eve of May Day, dance into May, which is kind of charming. Uh, I know there's got to be something else to it. Uh, Dance into May. I didn't didn't even think of that one. Are you serious? Uh, You you don't think that is referring to? I mean, look, I now see it and cannot unsee it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, everything else, all of these other ones are about penises and sex and fertility. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Dance into, into May. May. Horizontal yeah. mamba. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so even the ancient Romans, fuck them, had Floralia, which was celebrated around the first few days of what we consider to be May. And it was a celebration of spring flowers. So there were elaborate banquets covered in garlands of early flowers and you guessed it, sex, lots of it, to the point where the Emperor Constantine was like, guys, we got to chill out on like the wild debauchery of Floralia. <laughs> like he enacted laws about like how much sex oh. people could have around wow. it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The, no law exists because people aren't doing a thing. <laughs> but, you know, this is just to say, look, we had other options for naming the night of April 30th. Like we could have stuck with Floralia or even Beltane. Yeah. Why the fuck did they go with Walpurgis? Yeah. Okay. It's not, <clears throat> it's not like Walpurga was known for her associations with springtime. Like none that I could okay. find. All right. So who is this Walpurga lady? All right. So we're finally going to learn who she is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> While Perga was born in Devon, England in 710-ish CE. Hello, record keeping. Okay. Now, I need to have a word with her father, St. Richard the Pilgrim. St. <laughs> so, Richard the Pilgrim. St. Richard the Pilgrim. Okay. Her mother's name was Wuna, W-U-N-A. Wuna. Okay. And ostensibly there i couldn't find you know i i saw a mention somewhere and then somewhere said you know no one actually knows her name but she's known as wuna so okay that's why i didn't include her but saint richard the pilgrim dear richard why okay richard is a nice name i have no problems there even wuna right. like okay it's a little weird but it was you know the 700s whatever but sure. walperga yeah <gasps> 
And her brother was Willibald. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, seriously, were there okay. no other names? Like, you can't even excuse Walpurga based on its meaning. Strong protection. What? Like, who names a little girl strong protection? Oh, okay. Richard wasn't doing very good with uh, her brother's name, though, because Willibald translates to decisiveness. Richard's a dick. but oh, oh. And Richard had another son named Winnibald. So he had Willibald and Winnibald. Oh, my God. <laughs> and <sighs> Winnibald was basically condemned to the friend zone from birth because his name means good friend. Like, really? <laughs> you must have hated that kid. The original friend zoned kid. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, you just got Winnibalded. <laughs> <laughs> you got Winnibalded. I'm oh, writing man. that down. We are so oh. punchy. <laughs> so, in another demonstration of absolutely stellar parenting, Richard took the Bald Brothers and <laughs> hit the road to join up with the Crusaders heading south. He left his little 11-year-old Walpurga behind in the hands of a Benedictine convent. Okay. In a turn of events that should shock absolutely no one, Richard died on the road in Italy, never even making it to the Holy Land. Oh, he didn't even get there. Oh, fuck no. <sighs> wow. And uh, both the brothers bald became extremely sick uh, around that time as well. And records are unclear as to whether it was bubonic plague or malaria. Oh, my goodness. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, who the fuck cares? It didn't stop them from, they recovered, and it didn't stop them from not bothering to take care of their little sister. Nor did it stop them from joining the priesthood and clawing their way up the ranks of the clergy to become bishops and you know priors and all this stuff wait wait so, wait wait so they yeah. <clears throat> they recover they recover they join the priesthood yep rise through the ranks yep and ignore their little sister yeah or no one goes sister, home to take home no one goes older, home to take custody little, of, who knows what okay uh, yeah where's the mom probably dead Guessing dead if Richard put her in a convent. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Probably died of horror when he named the last right. kid Winnable. <laughs> like, the first one was was bad enough. The yeah. second time, you yeah, uh, really like three okay, family we're name, done. whatever. But <clears throat> yeah, so third kid, meantime, we're done. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime. Walperga was living at the convent, learning crucial skills like embroidery. Oh, fun. Which okay. actually was crucial because they did amazing shit with like gold and silver thread and jewels. Like it, this okay. convent was renowned for it. And actually a ah. lot of convents were renowned for the incredible intricacy and quality of you know, their embroidery, um, ah. the shirts that they would sew. And it was, you know, in really high demand and it was a major source of income for convents. Okay. So, you know, that if you're going to be a nun for life, might as well know how to embroider. Sure. Um, but yet in another shocking turn of events, Walperga became a nun. <laughs> it's 
spending twenty six. Nobody saw that coming. No, no, one, right? no, no, that wasn't you know a giant six foot bunny running down the road towards you. Um, yeah, she spent twenty six years in that particular convent, okay. so that would probably put her somewhere between the ages of 38 and 40, depending on when she took her vows. Got it. Okay. Like if she went in at 11, right. you know, I, I'm guessing they didn't make her take vows or start her novitiate like, you know, the next day. I'm thinking they probably right. let her, you know, try it out for a few months or a year or whatever. So, yeah, you know, let's yeah. say 40, between 38 okay. and 40. Got it. So during this time, she also became extremely proficient in reading and writing Latin, which wasn't super rare for nuns, but pretty much everybody else. Like, got it. Yeah. Now, I've read tidbits here and there that say she also learned some medicine, but I haven't really, I, I, I made a conscious decision not to rabbit hole that gotcha. because it was just too many sources and too sure. many contradictions. Got it. But I can tell you that the Bald Brothers ended up in a town called Eichstadt in oh. Bavaria. Okay. And that is also the seat of a church diocese. Okay. And um, they ended up in charge of some big, rather rich monasteries and convents. And suddenly remembering they had a little sister because they had a convent under the control. They're like, hey, Walpurga, long time no see. Come on over and join us. Yeah. So after 26 years of staring at the same walls, she was probably like, sure, why not? Because <clears throat> um, after 26 years of living with the same group of women, I'd probably right. want to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... It was also probably the thought that she would get to go evangelizing and converting the still pagan Germans that got her pretty excited about it, too. Oh, and okay. And boy, oh boy, did she convert. Like, it, you know, you got to know that she was really busy doing it if it's one of the facts that all the sources agree on. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. She was like a one-woman conversion machine. Wow. Okay. Not only that, but apparently she was impervious to witchcraft and magic. I, I don't know what I'm supposed I, to take from that. <laughs> her cows always had all their milk. There were no fairies. Oh, okay. Wait. I, I feel like honestly, there's an innuendo there that I'm not catching. <laughs> uh, you know, there could be. I was so punchy when I wrote that <laughs> bit because I have been, I had been digging through like pages and pages to try and find out why she became associated with witchcraft or okay. repelling with witchcraft. Gotcha. But after 10 Google pages of bland Catholic encyclopedia references that were just yeah. like, you know, the same statement of fact over and over without digging into anything. And right. I'm like, next year, we're getting a fucking JSTOR subscription. <laughs> <laughs> so while Perga died somewhere between 777, 779, there's a bit of waffling on the date. And uh, the stone 
on her tomb in Eichstadt is supposed to emit a quote-unquote oil with healing properties that the nuns would collect in a silver bowl underneath it, then Um. dispense it into tiny glass bottles and sell it for lots of money. Oh, wow. And they still do it. Really? Yeah. So naturally, a group of scientists bought one of these little vials and did a quick chemical analysis. And they're like, it's water. And of course, the nuns came back with, yeah, but it touched her bones. So it's a fucking relic. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not water I want to put on me. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You want to douse yourself in water that has run through somebody's sealed stone. Well, not sealed because it's been running through the leak. It's a leak. (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah. So it's a natural water leak occurring in the building. And, uh, you know, but I'm a terrible person and I also can't help. (laughs) imagining nuns periodically running outside and dumping water down the walls to make sure the stone weeps. Like, look, if that is a major source of income, you got to make sure it does its job. That's right. So Walburga or Walperga was made a saint in 870 CE, which is pretty damn quick. That is fast. It's only like a hundred years for those three miracles and to go from beatification to canonization. Like, yeah, you know, nowadays it's like decades or centuries. Like, you know, the last person to move that fast was Mother Teresa. Was it? Was she the one? I think she was. Because I know like, yeah. uh, So I used to volunteer at the Little Sisters of the Poor um, who take care of the elderly poor. And my mom ended up working there for 20 years. She was a social Mm -hmm. worker there. And so they have, um, for years and years, like Jean Jugan, what is, was the woman who founded it. And she was the blessed Jean Jugan. I think she got sainted finally. Okay. But I'd have to double check that. But like it, I'm like, wow, this is like 250 years. This lady's been waiting, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, I feel like uh, JP too. Well, I, I say that like a like a Catholic, like you know, we're buds, yeah. fist bumping. John Paul II, Pope John Paul. Mm-hmm. I feel like he got canonized quickly, or am I just completely off my information? No. Um, okay, she was canonized by Pope Benedict. In 2009. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, she, she had been waiting, you know, a good 250 years. Okay. And let's see. We're okay, so JP2, he died in 2005 mm-hmm. and was canonized in 2013. That was fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah. What's like, that, seven years, eight years? Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know enough about like the process of miracle documentation and verification, right? Right. Uh, but which I, I am not going to go there right now. Um, <laughs> but we do have stories of the miracles that she performed uh, from some guy named 
Wolfhard von Harriden. Okay. Wolfhard. 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 Wolf. You're trying to get me to make a Fenrir reference. (laughs) I'm trying to help us stay on track. Okay. All right. So Fenrir kind of helped out a bit here. Yeah. So. What's your name, sir? My name is Wolfhard. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really Wolfhard? I mean, you seem to have a Norwegian accent. (laughs) (laughs) So now we come to a classic religious syncretism power move by the Catholic Church. Okay, you got to tell me what syncretism is. Syncretism is when one religion simply absorbs and adapts the ideas, traditions, or beliefs of or and practices of an earlier present religion. Okay. So it's kind of like how um okay, so the ancient Egyptians, they had a god of the dead. Okay. And uh, you know, as people migrated and spread and settled out through the Mediterranean, you have the ancient Greeks having a god of the dead. You have the ancient Phoenicians with a god of the dead. Like, you okay. know, so, or, or for example, um, okay, here's a really good example. So in like Louisiana and New Orleans specifically, the, uh, African-American slaves kept a lot of their original beliefs, the uh, Voodoo from West Africa, and they, you know, they were, quote unquote, (laughs) and I use this word with all irony, converted Mm, to Christianity, but now you have, you know, practices like New Orleans voodoo that is very intermeshed with, you know, Catholic window dressing. Yeah. So, you know, that's, think think of that like syncretism or, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, it's basically when one church comes in and is like, oh, that's a nice idea. And I don't think we're going to get you to stop doing that. So we'll just call it something else. Can Got we just it. rename it? Let's agree to rename it. Yeah. So the Catholic Church took May 1st, which was just living its best sex and good harvest party life, minding its own business, and they turned it into St. Walpurga's Day, Um, which, to my way of thinking, pretty much cut out all the fun, at least in public. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, what what did she... She yeah. wasn't, did she have anything to do with harvests? Or spring? Or fertility? Or, or fertility? Yeah. I, like, I hear what? Walpurga, and honestly, the last thing I want to do is fuck. Right? <laughs> like, Walpurga! <laughs> <laughs> like, that just doesn't, doesn't do anything for no, me. No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, yes, Saint Day's. And Saint Day celebrations, because they didn't exactly have weekends back then, were like the few times a year people would get to like kick back and relax. Okay. Um, 
But, you know, look, fertility traditions are literally the most difficult and resistant to banishment and change because A, they are fucking important to food and survival and B, they are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. For some reason, <clears throat> the night before St. Walpurgis Day is supposed to be kind of the ancient equivalent of Halloween. Hmm. It's okay. a night where witches and demons are out to party and fires are lit to keep them away. Okay. So we're coming back to the fires to keep the fairies from stealing the milk from the mm -hmm. cows. And the singed maples. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it's evolved. Yes. It's evolved into fires to keep witches and demons right. from away. And they chose, I think they chose St. Like, they chose to sort of superimpose the witch demon and St. Walparga thing because she was, you know, very anti-witchcraft and... Got it. Yeah. Like... Okay. That's the best that I'm getting in terms of <laughs> putting it all together. Because, <laughs> right. you know, again, this is... We're talking about, you know, you know the 700s. This is a right. while back. Yes. Yes. And the, um, the region of the world where this is happening, it's not like we're in Greece where they're documenting every single thing, including timesheets on a broken piece of pottery. Exactly. The, I, that obsession yeah. with documenting every detail is not present in right. this part of the world. Well, and also one of the reasons that it was far more prevalent to, you know, write and document and this is just a quick aside, is because that region had much easier access to papyrus. Right. Which was yeah. inexpensive, could be made and imported in bulk. Yeah. You know, you just, it was cost prohibitive to get it all the way up to all these other places. So anyway. Yeah. If anybody's wondering what we're talking about, there's we have a, what's Patreon? What episode? It's on it, a Patreon episode. Uh, is it a deep dive? Yeah, it, it, it is. Hang on. I'm looking uh, at... Is it deep dive 12? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. So yep. if anybody wants to, you know, sign up for our Patreon, deep dive episode 12. That's yeah. where you can hear about the timesheets being kept on broken pieces of pottery and Look, you hear me nerding epic. out about spreadsheets. It, it is an ancient spreadsheet. <laughs> And I'm, I was so there for it. Right? Right? <laughs> I was so there for it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, now one of the things that people had been doing already was it, it was a tradition on the night before May Day or St. Walpurgis Day to play anonymous pranks on your neighbors. Oh. And okay. You know, it's really interesting because it's one way of diffusing neighborly stress. Like there was no TV, no radio, no internet, no, you know, you had a lot of time to sit and think about how much your neighbor was ticking you off <laughs> because his pigs kept getting into your garden or whatever. <laughs> and so society kind of tends to, to develop these uh, forms of ritual 
ritualized rebellion. And that is something that I'm dying to do a deep dive over later because okay. it's it's an anthropological concept. Oh. And it kind of ties a little bit to Jungian, the Jungian psychology of mythology that we were talking about on yeah. Patreon. So yeah, a lot of good stuff happening over on Patreon. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I we put a lot of work into the content that we put up there. <laughs> we do. So, um, you know, this tradition of playing pranks uh, probably didn't help dispel the idea of there being evil, mischievous spirits abroad. Oh, of course. Night. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another feature of Walpurgis Nacht was playing loud music, banging drums, ringing bells, because that also is meant to keep witches and demons away, which is another stunning cross-humanity concept because drums, oh, yeah. bells, and firecrackers, loud noises are used regularly during celebrations in every culture I've ever studied to keep evil spirits yeah. away. Wow. Yeah. And so that... I, I almost spiraled off into another rabbit hole that I put a pin in about human psychology and the concept of silence, fear, and sound sensitivity. Oh, yeah. 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 Another time. Yeah. I know. <laughs> now, Jen. Yes. You're going to have to, you, you see the place where it says, do not scroll past here. I see where my cursor is blinking and uh, okay. I only have the, the three sentences All right. visible. Well, I Okay, so I do have a big surprise for you. Yeah, I saw the word big surprise and I was yes. like, okay, don't don't scroll past that. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've heard of, but I've never read any Goethe or Thomas Mann who both mention Walpurgis Nacht in their, in their famous writings or whatever, but I have read this next author. Okay. So other Jen, if you would, oh, please do okay. this little reading. Oh, 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 there's a reading. See, I haven't there, scrolled far enough. It's been a while, enough. isn't it? Yeah. I didn't scroll far enough to see that That's okay. I have a reading. Okay. Walpurgis Night, when, according to the belief of millions of people, the devil was abroad, when the graves were opened and the dead came forth and walked. Yeah, this sounds like Halloween. When all evil things of earth and air and water held revel. Revel? Revel? Revel. Revel? Okay. Mm -hmm. This very place the driver had specially shunned. Huh? It, just this keep was, This was the depopulated village of centuries ago. Okay, this is sounding creepy. This was where the suicide lay. Oh my God. And this was the place where I was. Alone. Unmanned shivering with cold in a shroud of snow with a wild storm gathering again upon me. It took all my philosophy, all the religion I had been taught, all my courage not to collapse in a parox paroxysm, paroxysm. Mm -hmm. of fright. So I, you're going to make me try to guess who wrote this. No, Is I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell Please tell this tidbit is from Dracula's Guest by Bram Stoker, published in 1914. I read that book. Well, there's Dracula, but there's also, he wrote some other short stories around it. 
Oh. Okay. So this is from the short story that he published in 1914. But if you go back to Jonathan Harker's story of his trip to the castle, it's basically the same as Walpurgis knocked. Oh. Because there are the blue lights flickering and, you know, evil things are. His driver didn't want to go. Yep. Yep. And, oh, damn, this is, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting at the do not scroll past here. Can I scroll past now? Yes, you can scroll past. Okay. All right. So, yeah, there you go. I took us from, I took us all the way from, you know, 8th century saints to Dracula. Catholic saints to Dracula. That's freaking awesome (laughs) history is amazing (laughs) so yeah uh set some shit on fire after sunset on april 30th and rape wrap that maypole before you tap that maypole on may 1st (laughs) the fucking end (laughs) we'll be back after this with questions and shit we now return to the drunk mythology gals for part two questions and shit so yeah dracula yeah, okay, so this whole episode, my question is, I want more information about these other stories that he wrote. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so you, you you know I read Dracula and uh-huh. it was and I think I was texting you yep. through the whole thing because like, can we thing- can we just do a reading of this on Patreon? <laughs> um but i mean years ago when i read it i remember messaging you oh my god they're doing blood transfusions and they don't even know blood types yet they could be killing this woman literally legit and they must have all just been a positive or Or they just got lucky or she was like an a b negative right like universal recipient thank god i (laughs) But, you know, I was very Ravenclaw as I was reading Dracula. uh, I mean, I love the fact that you picked up on that because I'm like, you know, we've got major biohazard issues going on here. (laughs) And you and I even got into a whole discussion of why a vampire is sensitive to sunlight and how they could overcome that. Could they oh, that's just put right. On, do you remember this? We talked about, could they just put on sunscreen? Like photosensitivity? <laughs> is it, it? What do they yeah, mean? Yeah. Um, what is it? The What if the reflection of sunlight, is it direct? That we, You and I went yeah. so deep we, in the rabbit oh, hole. <laughs> Let us know if you want us to do an episode on that because we will do that oh we we will yeah we will i i can dig back and find we pieces. will do an episode all about the science of vampires because <laughs> that's yeah. like one of my favorite things like taking something spooky and then trying to make it work scientifically yeah even though yeah. i'm not a scientist's and I can't do math, but I, I, I'm a good critical thinker. <laughs> yep. Yep. But you know, so I, I, I find it so interesting that there's this, um, you know, the strong, strong parallel with Halloween and all saints day. 
Yes. You know, so, and it's just interesting that they have it, you know, at the beginning of harvest and at the end of harvest. Right. Or the beginning of the planting season and at the end of the harvest, you know, it's like, you know, these two parallel days, but, um, you know, and in a lot of cultures, you'll have a night where the dead or spirits are roaming free. And then the next day you have to make sure that you tuck them all back in. Like there's, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a very famous festival like that in like Chinese, Japanese and Korean cultures, but, and the name is just slipping by. It's like a, uh, anyway, but, and again, it's kind of ritualized rebellion. Like the dead get to come out and play once or twice a year and then they have to go back and (laughs) like, yes, you know. Yep. So, yep. but yeah, yeah, I just, I love finding threads and like tracing them all the way down. Cause I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, I knew Walpurgis Noct was coming and cause you I, know, what, I had never heard of this. I had, well, one thing yeah. I did was at the beginning of the year when, you know, I'm kind of looking at the calendar to figure out what episodes and topics we should cover. I look at ancient um, pagan calendars for like celebrations. You know, I look at the ancient Greek, uh, religious calendar. I look at the Norse calendar. I look at, you know, just general Celtic and Gaelic pagan calendars. And, you know, this night of, you know, Beltane, Walpurgis Noct comes up in all of them. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, uh, are there any uh, festivals for Fenrir? Uh, are there? I I just typed in Google, and small devotional acts to Fenrir is the first Tumblr result in the list. Pray to the mighty wolf. Uh, wow! November eleventh, and then the rest of the, you know the little tidbit of the result gets cut off but it looks like november 11th Hmm. might might be a fenrir day well we'll have to dig a little deeper yeah yeah we'll have to dig a little deeper (laughs) so yeah and i clicked on it and it's probably loading all kinds of spyware (laughs) (laughs) thank you tumblr i love tumblr personally um yeah so Anyway, that is what we've got uh, for this week. And uh, next week is I'm still figuring out uh, which episode script we're going with for next week. Um, okay. But we so have, got a couple options. We have a couple of options. And okay. yeah, it, it'll be a surprise. Huh? We'll see if OG is. recovered from the attack of Freya's cats yeah and we still haven't had an update on her and the the disagreement or difference of opinions with Loki does she still have her cup does she still have well all I know is that Loki is now wrapped up in his feather cloak and or Freya's feather cloak and that's actually part of the reason why Freya stopped by she's like um hello that's my cloak I want it back um (laughs) 
he's sitting in a corner sulking wrapped up in a okay. feather cloak and plotting so, revenge. So maybe a truce or at least a temporary truce. You know, I'm thinking a Mexican standoff, but <laughs> <laughs> Freya, Loki, and OG. And, and OG. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a cat pointed at each of them. <laughs> She's just sitting there with her keyboard going, I can wipe you both out. (laughs) (laughs) She's holding two keyboards. She's like, I can write you both out of a script. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, yeah. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. We're on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. On Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web at drunkmythologygals.com. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkmythologygals. And that's where you'll get a lot of these um, side episodes that we do where we're like, it's not mythology, but it's wicked interesting. Yes. (laughs) Or drop us a line, email gals at drunkmythologygals.com. We'll never check it, but hey, send us an email anyway. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And as always, special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're considering naming their kids Willib bald and winning bald and leaving children behind named Walpurga and then ruining May Day for everybody. Finally, always remember, if the gods can behave badly, then so can you.